Better on Draft podcast is recorded live in Detroit Sound Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back with your host, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, and Matt. We are live with the Better on Draft podcast, episode number 86. That's right, 86. Six. We, don't, we don't have our sports guys here to tell us what famous number 86 player is. So, yeah, no, uh, I, don't, I don't have any off the top of my head. I'm going to have to look one up. So uh, my name is Ken. Uh, we have a very light, uh, light audience. Dan is back in Arizona. Nick is at the DCFC game, and Matt Bush is somewhere. <laughs> don't know where, but he is somewhere. Somewhere. Said he could not... Make it here. Uh, with that in mind, we still got a great show for you tonight. Rob, what's going hey. on? Hey, you know, just getting ready to enjoy a nice another Friday. I'm sitting here with, uh, uh, decided to, to make a quick stop over to Sullivan's and got myself a crawler of the coffee cider. How much was that, by the way? <sighs> <laughs> well, that was a little more expensive than I thought it was going to be. I'm, I'm guessing 30? I, I, well, I showed up with the growler and, you know, was just walking in. This is the first time I've ever even been in there. Really? And yes. Yeah. It's the first time I've been in there. You walk in and it's like this you just walk into this like this, you know, double sized retail area. Well, it used to be the, a lumber yard. Ah, uh, okay. And then you've got, you know, the wood paneling everywhere. You got Hence the big where they screen. Got the- and the, the paneling from. The paneling from. And then you walk in, and pretty much it was death metal. I mean, it wasn't anything that I actually recognized, unfortunately. It's such a weird uh, culture when you walk in there because it's not yeah. always death metal. Um, like, it's it's a lot more industrial than anything. It's it's just – it's not your standard brewery, meadery, cidery, whatever you want to call it. No. Um, it was weird. It was flipping back and forth because then it was like some death metal, and then all of a sudden it switched to country. And then it was like country pop, and then it was death metal again. It was- yeah, they they need to. Uh, they definitely need some form of DJ to look at the the BPMs and look at everything because it doesn't flow very well. Right. Uh, but I still I went in there with with the growler, and I'm like, okay, do you do growler fills? Like, sure. No, 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 no. It's like you can get either you know the meads or the ciders, none, none of the beers, and the growler fill would have been thirty eight. And I said, "Yeah, how much is the crowler?" And they said, "Well, the crowler's twenty. I said, "Well, oh, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. All right, I'll, I'll no, do that." I, I, for, what's that? Uh, Thirty-two ounces, right? Thirty-two ounces. So yeah. I mean, two sixteen-ounce pours of that coffee cider, ten dollars a piece. I'd pay that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, less that's... than a dollar an ounce, which I think is a fair price for that. That a lot of their their drinks, a dollar an ounce, is a pretty fair price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was no doubt. I mean, if I had gotten the growler. It would not have made it through the night anyway. If it, even if it was just me, because the oh. stuff is really, really good. Oh, I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would. We would have. We would have passed. Even though the other two people in this room didn't seem to like it as much as uh, I did, I would definitely. <laughs> well, I don't. I, don't, I can't say too much because uh, our guest, which we'll uh, bring in in just a minute, did bring me some of my favorite beer ever, uh, which I'll talk about before I bring him on. But Angela, what's going on? Hello. How are you? Pretty good. You're still here. I am. <laughs> Feels good to be back. No more weddings. Or do, do we have a oh, lot no, more? No, I, I have a wedding next week. Next week. <laughs> Graduation parties? Graduation parties. Well, 
I mean, it's not like high school when you had like a grad, like four graduation parties, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each, and then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was appropriate for me to throw myself a ba- uh, graduation uh, party. Did you say bachelorette party? <laughs> Something else you want Wait, to tell what? us? Huh? Uh, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you drinking over there? Um, let's see. She doesn't know. It, something from Ohio from my cousin. Gamma Bomb IPA. Gamma Bomb IPA. Your favorite. Oh, of course. I love. Dayton, Ohio. I love IPAs and I love Home Ohio. Like those are my two favorite things in the world. Like if you put Ohio IPAs and Sidney Crosby all in the same room, I would just it would just be the greatest thing ever. Actually, no, I hate Marion Hosa more than I hate Sidney Crosby. Crosby sucks, but Hosa is just an ass. He's a mercenary. I was about to say, can I say that? And then I realized I ran run the damn show, so of course I could say it. Um, so I am drinking a beer from our guest who is uh, joining us all the way from. Well, Royal Oak, but uh, <laughs> from the great state of Ohio, Great Lakes Brewing Co., I'm drinking a uh, Holy Moses White Ale. Uh, you guys didn't bottle this this year, did you? Or is this from a secret stash of bottles that you... It it made a brief bottle appearance in our uh, fridge filler variety packs. Okay. So for about a month, it was out. Okay. So obviously, I missed it when that happened. It was it was a real quick in and out. Was it in Michigan at all, or did it yeah. just... Okay. No, it was here, yeah. I would have bought a lot just hmm. to just to get it. But get uh, those. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is Adam. I'm the uh, Eastern Michigan rep for Great Lakes Brewing. So, what is Eastern Michigan like? Is it 69 and east, or I go up into the Thumb, down to the border, over to Ann Arbor, Dexter area, and then up to Midland, Bay City. Okay, yeah. so does the West carry like Charlevoix and yep. Traverse City? Okay, yeah, West West North gets kind of combined. Ouch! That sucks. That's my boss. That's my boss. He's fine. I mean, it's 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 really the He's same good, drive. Yeah. Whether you're coming from like seventy five or like Grand Rapids to get up to the um, the UP, anyways, yeah. that drive's pretty much the same. So, uh, how long have you been with Great Lakes? I almost a year to the day. Almost a year yeah. to the day. Wow! So you were like brand fresh new when yeah, we I, when we met you at yeah. uh, the Polar Beers Festival. Yep, I'm I'm green, wet behind the ears. So you worked in uh, the beer industry before. Getting yes. to Great Lakes. Yep, I've kind of done it all. I uh, I started in beer in Chicago. I worked for a, uh, a couple different stores there. Got into the business and then uh, went to distribution, and then I'm here. How'd you get to Michigan then? So I grew up in Ann Arbor originally. Okay. Uh, and then I defected, went to Michigan State. Uh, go green. Because I'm an adult. Go white. Thank you. And uh, I moved to Chicago <laughs> after after I graduated, and I sort of always wanted to work in beer. And uh, couldn't really convince anyone that that was a real thing to do. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work in beer. Like, that's, that's not a thing. He's like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Uh, so actually, I went back to school. I have two degrees that I don't use. And uh, yes, got a, got a job at a beer store in Chicago and went from there. So that's two, three, four. Do you have a degree? Two of them. Do you use them? Yes. Okay. So at least, <laughs> at least somebody here uses their degrees. You're trying to use your degree. You're working on it. If anybody's hiring for marketing, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, so <laughs> we're not. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been with uh, Great Lakes for over a year. Um, how did you find Great Lakes? Did you just apply? Were you like machine gun sending out resumes to any brewery uh, that wanted to hire? I had, I had started. Yeah, I was with a distributor for a while. <laughs> And uh, it was was it of, like <laughs> local to Michigan or was it? Uh, yeah, so uh, I, okay. Yeah, I worked. Uh, was out of Romulus, 
and uh, was sort of looking to get on the supplier side. Just was sending out, you know, probably to a couple of breweries here and there. And then uh, I was actually friends with uh, the guy that used to have my job. And when he was leaving, he was like, hey, you should, you should apply. So It seems like that. that's what happens in the beer industry here is like everyone's friends with everyone and everyone gets everyone a job. It's right? very incestuous. Hmm. That it's is a, a that, that's the dictionary.com word of the day yeah. right there. It's everyone just sort of shuffle. There's there's really only like nine people that work in beer, and we just kind of just trade off. Yeah, we we've interviewed all of them yeah, too multiple yeah. times. <laughs> there like, you go. Te- technically, yeah. we've had Adam here, yeah. uh, you know, for yeah. New Belgium when New Belgium was on, yeah, and then right. from Mountain Town. Yeah, I'll see you guys in a few weeks. A few weeks, yeah, we'll have you on for uh, just jumping from place to place. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you on for Sam Adams. How's yeah, that? Yeah, perfect. Hey, we'll see where yeah, I go. we we gotta need that yeah. one. Why not? <laughs> So what, what does your job entail? Like, obviously, your sales, right? Yep. So you go to beer stores, beer bars. Yep. I, uh, I do it all on off-premise. Uh, I do a lot of events. I'm at festivals. Uh, just got back from World Expo of Beer. What did you think of the World Expo of Beer? We covered it, uh, both the judging and the, uh, the event itself. Rob and I both went to the event. It was yeah. fun. It was, uh, that was my first time there. It's, uh, I, mean, it's, it's, I was surprised at how big it was, um, just because I'd never done it. But uh, it was it was good. It was super well run. Uh, turned into kind of a drunk fest by the end of Saturday, but it's, it's beer. It's uh, I, I think it's it's such a weird. The, the expo of beer is a lot different than a lot of beer fests. Like we've been to the polar beers. Have you been to the local brewers guild festivals? Yeah. So I, I go to you know I'm out of state, so I don't get to go to all the super cool. You don't ones. get to attend them in the back, but you can right. attend. Yeah, them yeah, as a fan. yeah, yeah. So like for for World Expo, what I did it, it was it's such a huge venue. You know, because you had the the tent, and then you had the like almost like a indoor the pavilion, like the, pavilion. Where, the yeah. warehouse, or yeah, pavilion. That yeah. works better. So all I would do is I would get a beer, and then I would just start walking in a circle until I was out of beer, and then wherever I stopped, that's where I got my next beer. It's a good way to do. It. Well, yeah. I've I've had so many beers to the point where the oh, I I tried everything I wanted like in the first half hour, and after that I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's one of those where I'm looking for styles, looking for. For whatever I can find, you know, and, and trying to meet people, talk to people, uh, see all, you know, all the people that I know. Like, obviously, sure. we have friends within the industry, uh, like Chris Reynolds over at Latitude 42. We went and said hi. We saw Kalen over at Ellison. So it, it's such a weird thing to do. Whereas if you go to like, did you go to the spring festival at Royal Oak? No, uh, I do most of the Royal Oak Fest. I forget. I had something else going on, so I wasn't at spring. So the, the Royal Oak Festival is probably one of my favorites as in, in comparison to the rest of these because it's so laid back. Yeah. Like there's no – like World Expo, you have your snobs. If you go to Brewers Guild Festivals, Jesus Christ, you have your snobs <laughs> who are waiting in line for their beer that releases in an hour. And then you have like the the Polar Beers Festival, which is the one we went to the Royal Oak, mm-hmm. and that was it was just laid back. It was relaxing. Most of the beers I've had before, so it wasn't like I was, but it, the the atmosphere was great. Plus the little uh, Hammerschlagen thing. Right. Have you have you ever played that before? No. Have you guys ever done that before? No. What are you talking so about? So it's it's this nail that gets put into oh, this giant yeah. stump, but then you have to hit it with the opposite side of a hammer. So like the so and you only can use one hand so you have to like aim it and like it's all wrist or all arm trying to figure it out. Oh, my cousins no. and I have been playing that for years and my friends used to think we were hillbillies because of it and so I'm glad that it's getting around. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a lot of fun. We we had it. It's actually there's a video on Better on Drafts Facebook of me and Dan playing with uh, two other people. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Okay. Do you go, do you go behind the back and hit it? I don't. I don't think I could do it. Like I, I had struggle enough just hitting it, just hitting it normally. There's no. There's no trick shots yeah. here. He's not hillbilly enough. 
Yeah, no, not, not him. And we'll invite you to the cousin get together. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Then am I just going to be the long lost cousin? <laughs> There's so many That's of us. Third cousin, twice removed. Third I don't think anyone right. would question it. Be like, hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Uncle Morty's kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cousin Ken. Cousin Ken. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Uh, she did a little bit of a spit take. She may actually have an Uncle Morty. <laughs> Do you have an Uncle Morty? Because mm. no, no. <laughs> I don't think she does. If she did. She's not going to admit it. No. <laughs> I come from a large Catholic family, so there's always new family members coming around. Me too. Italian <laughs> Catholic. <laughs> Roman. Speaking of which, uh, isn't that... Is, well, I don't know if your wife was Catholic, but I know your wife's Italian, and therefore she, she has a big family. She, she was Catholic, yes. And, <laughs> and has a big family. She has a huge family. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see the pews, like Rob's, uh, Rob's side, there's maybe 100 people. Dina's side, there's 550 oh. into the bag. And then, of course... You know when you when you're planning your wedding, are you married? Yes. So when you're planning your wedding and you have to, your your parents call up and they're like, you have to invite Aunt Veronica <laughs> and Uncle Jeff because you got invited to their niece's yeah. wedding 16 years ago. Like I, I remember that when Awful. I was going through. <laughs> it, it, but when you deal with Italian people, yeah. you got invited to everyone's wedding. Yes. So I had my cousin married an Italian. He and she were both Italian. Their invite list was thirteen hundred, and the wedding Damn. was eight fifty. I believe. No, that's Damn. No. At least we cut it down. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I think we had something like two fifty, but. Damn, no. <laughs> no. I mean, well, I mean you just had me. your bachelorette party, right? <laughs> 30 closest friends. <laughs> 30 closest friends. Don't get me wrong, though. I mean, 850 would fit in uh, Shed 3 of Eastern Market pretty well. We did it at the uh, um, Andiamo's, I think, in Warren. Is that is that the one over on like like by the train tracks uh, by Van Dyke? Hmm, not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's it's where they have like concert venues too. Like I remember Andrew Dice Clay was performing there once. Oh, so that's the one. That's the I, Dice that always confused me because I didn't remember that. I mean, well, I would always get confused when people's like such and such, you know, you know, former big stars is, is you know going to be showing up on stage at Andiamo's. I'm like, which fucking Andiamo's <laughs> are you going to? I'm like, I only know two. There's the one in Detroit. There's the one in Livonia. Yeah, that's where, that's where they do like the um. The the fake uh, the wedding thing. Um, God, I want to say Romeo and Michelle, but that's the complete wrong group of people. <laughs> um, it's like Tony and Tina get married or something like that, where they have like the fake wedding that you participate in, oh, and there's goodness. there's actors and actresses that are roaming around the entire wedding, participating with you. How often wow. does this happen? I have no idea. It I sounds just fun. I just remember you're supposed to bring a box wrapped, but nothing inside. Like you're bringing a gift for the. Uh, <laughs> The the family. And it's not like a murder mystery or anything. It's just a, a, an event as if you I went mean, to a wedding. That, that does sound like some some rather interesting date night stuff. It's going probably there, cheaper so. than a real wedding, though. I mean, you got to think of how much money you're spending giving to uh, the, the bride and the groom, depending right. on how friendly you are with them. Right. Or just not give them any money at all. So it's just a wedding party but with no wedding? Exactly, yeah. It's just a wedding party. And, the, <laughs> like, the, the bride and the groom are actor and actress. Like, Do they get fake crashers? Like, I don't know. Just like, <laughs> I've, I've never like, been to it. Fake I, wedding, here we come. I, I feel like this might need to be, like, a better on-draft outing. Where we, we I'm, come. I'm in. Give, oh, call no. me up. I'm ready. <laughs> I think the only downfall is there's no open bar, so you have to... Uh, Oh, then oh, well, the then what's point? the point? No, I'm with yeah, you. No, that's, exactly. No. Well, first of all, you guys say that. Have you guys, have you guys ever been to a BYOB wedding? No. no. I've been to a BYOB wedding where um, you bring your own booze. I mean, that's, I mean, that's very why? thrifty. 
Because <laughs> they weren't supplying but, it. But why? Was it, was it advertised that you could bring your own? Yes. That you should? Yes. It was encouraged because they weren't going to have any. That's better than I've been to cash weddings. And I'm like, I'd rather cash bring, bring, you bring your own. Yeah, bring so your it's own. cheaper. I've, I've it's never cheaper. been to either one of those. Knock never been to a cash wedding before? Oh, man. What? You see... You know you're at a cash wedding when everyone's outside drinking from the bottle, too. <laughs> like, I've, I've been to enough cash weddings to where I know to go outside to where all the smokers are. And you know that there's a pint of, you know, um, Maker's Mark or a pint right. of uh, Jack mm-hmm. Daniels just making its way around. Just going to run to the drink. car real quick. The yeah. last couple <laughs> weddings I've been to have actually had really good craft beer. My best friend just got married two weeks ago, and he had two kegs from Brown Iron. So I was pretty happy about that. Oh, that's and that's Brown Iron, <laughs> the brewery, not Brown. Yeah. You did just yes. buy them from Brown Iron. Nope, Brown Iron. And where's Brown Iron located at? Just, <laughs> just uh, north of Twenty Six Mile on Van Dyke. There you go. You could play Quizzo every Wednesday night, I believe. There Tuesday. Tuesday night. Tap, Love when you do tap that. Tap takeovers on Wednesday. Tap takeover every Wednesday. Yeah. So what's what's like this upcoming week's tap takeover? New Belgium. New Belgium. When are you going to get Great Lakes Brewing over there? We, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. There you go. There you go. We had, we had a communication issue. Making friends over here. Yeah. Now. yeah. Exactly. I've been I've been there. We we had a Uh oh. Look at that. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> no, we're cool. Like we're good. We're good. I don't know what's going on. I'm just I'm just say, here no, for the good time. No, no it was like a, I'll let you know, I'll let you know, and then neither one of us No. Well they they didn't let they haven't know. let you know yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm just All waiting. Right. I'm just waiting. Right. I have so many good beers that we can drink. So check it out, uh, Brown Iron Brew House, uh, north of Twenty Six Mile, Van Dyke Road. One of our great sponsors. Tap takeovers every Wednesday. Uh, can we announce the big one yet? Even if we don't announce the beers that are in it, or yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I mean, we try to do big ones, but I mean, this one's gonna be good, big. Well, Odd what is side it? Ales. Odd side ales. There you June go. June twenty first. It's gonna there be like Japan, mark, mark it on your calendars. What time does like the tap takeover happen? Is it like in the morning, like? The first start of the day? Typically, or? all of our beers are always on tap at 11 a.m., but the rep comes mm-hmm. at 6 p.m., and they give away whatever kind of fun stuff they have. So if you want to go annoy Wes, yes. you show up at 6 <laughs> o'clock at Brown Iron Brew House on Jul- January, June. Wow. Three tries. January? <laughs> June 21st. Six there. o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah, January will be Great Lakes. We'll be there. January 21st, <laughs> 21st Great Lakes. Come hang out. <laughs> I can just see you showing up. What? We said it on Come the on, podcast. Yeah. Is that not real? Uh, so what, what kind of beers do you what, what kind of beers do you like? I'm I'm pretty equal opportunity, honestly. I uh Yeah, there's there's not a lot I don't like. What about, what about a, like a, a a favorite beer or your go-to beer? So my the first I guess the story is the first two beers I ever loved were Ed Fitz, which is great cuz I saw it, and uh, Bell's Two Hearted. So when I was 19, somebody handed me those. You in, like in Canada. Right in in, in well, Canada. In Canada. Yeah, in Canada. In East when you were 19. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada. And uh, somebody gave me those, and I was like, guys, these are really good. I'm like, yeah, we know. I was like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> like, these are really, I'm like, yeah, you're weird. Okay. I know. Here's a six pack. And yeah. look what I bought with the same amount of money a 30 rack. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now here I am. Whatever, however many years later, I get to what, what were you doing for work at 19 in East Lansing? Uh, what was I doing at 19 in East Lansing? I don't know. Not much. Not much. No. <laughs> Not even going to class. <laughs> well, yeah. A little bit of that. <laughs> Hanging out on MAC. Yeah, I lived at Linden and MAC for a while. Oh, did you yeah. really? Yeah. 
Look at that. I'm stalking you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Goodness. The show's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we know more about the guests than you think we do. Nice. All right. Uh, so what, what is your degree in then, since you said you don't use it? Uh, so my first degree is in telecommunications. Okay. Uh, I was going to be a film guy. Um, and uh, I, I liked it, but it's really hard to do things with. Okay. Uh, and then I started homebrewing. And uh, like every homebrewer, I was like, I'm going to open a brewery. And, and you uh, didn't. And I didn't, which, which I'm <laughs> – Like most homebrewers. Which I'm thankful for. <laughs> uh, although, to be fair, in Chicago, if I would have – it was a buddy and I who were brewing together. And I think if we would have done it when we had the idea, we, we could have, you know, by the next half acre. Start, started on Malt Row with uh, all the other breweries yeah, over there. Yeah, that's, right. and that's where Is I that lived. Ravenwood or Ravenswood? Ravenswood, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's Beguile and Spiteful and Metropolitan and didn't Dovetail. Get, and I was going to say, didn't get to, to Spiteful. Um, they, they don't have a, you can't visit there. There's no – Oh, okay. Place. Well, that's why I didn't get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was. I drove up to Bohemia. I think is the name of it. It, it looked too, um, too bourgeois. Like <laughs> I drove up and like it looked really nice inside. I'm like, you're not a brewery. And I walked. <laughs> I don't have a tie on. <laughs> I, I ran away to the next brewery and it was like some grungy little, almost like a, uh, uh, almost like a storage closet. Like that's how the, the place was tiny as all hell. It was. Uh, it was beguile. Yeah, the uh, place ain't big. Well, Beguile's like doubled. Like they they've got big. <laughs> Did they? That that Beguile is big Beguile. Oh Jesus! Uh, they, small Beguile they, they, sounds they, like uh, small bee nectar. Small Beguile was very very small. Have you, did you ever go to Bee Nectar when they first opened? Mm-mm. It was tiny. And all of their stuff, I always love saying all their stuff they got from, like, Goodwill or Salvation Army. So, like, the chairs didn't match the table. The chairs didn't match each other. Sure. They were just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Sit down. It, You're fine. Was it the same building that they're in, or is it, did they move? I think so. I don't remember. I drink a lot. <laughs> That's really my excuse to whatever I don't remember. It was many beers ago. <laughs> I drink and I don't care to yeah. know things. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> is I'm like, it is. I'm, I, I don't know if it was in the old production facility because obviously the production facility is at a different address than their uh, their current restaurant or not restaurant but brewery bar bar room tap room. There you go, tap room. Um, so yeah, so I really don't know if it's the the same exact address, but I remember going there when they opened and I remember Jefferson, which we've had on the show, and he was yeah. just like he was just mixing every single mead. Like I wonder what this tastes like with this, what this tastes like with this. So he's over at Roke now, actually. Were you, oh. were you, were you, you weren't part of the show. Move. <laughs> oh, he's he's been all over. He was at Ascension for a bit. Um, I'm trying to think. After Ascension, he was at, uh, uh, what's that growler company in Beverly Hills? Oh, uh, Michigan, Michigan Beer, Beer Growler. Yeah, yeah. Michigan Beer Growler. Yeah. I think he was there for a hot minute, and now he's over at Roke uh, bartending. Everybody knows who he is, really. Like, it's mm. crazy that... If you go to like a lot of the breweries and bars, and stuff, especially if you used to go to Bee Nectar all the time, uh, the giant ginger beard, it's it's hard to miss him. <laughs> so, right. uh, I mean, he's over at Roke right now. Uh, we again, were, were you on the show when he was in or no? Probably not, because I was. I joined around. I think it was like episode twenty-five. I was going to say he was stoned out of his mind eating food on the, the air, and I had to like keep lowering his mic because you just hear crunch, crunch. <laughs> Because he's not he's not eating anything like jerky. He's eat, no, he's eating like chips and stuff. And I'm like, Doritos. Yeah, come on, don't Jeff. mind me. <laughs> like I know you toked before you got in here because nobody has the munchies that desperately, right? So you started when? When did you start home brewing? Ooh, uh, maybe nine years ago. Nine years. Um, what what kind of styles? Or actually, what was the first the f- that you first brew that you made? The first beer that I made uh, was a pale ale. Uh, and it was my friend Colin and I started brewing together, and so we called it Acme. 
um, which is uh, stands for Adam and Collins Marvelous Elixir. Uh, it was not very marvelous. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. We uh, so we had everything. You know, the brew process went fine. When it's thrown in the fermenter, we're like, okay, cool, put the airlock on, and we push the airlock all the way through. Oh! And we're like, oh. no, 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 no. We're like, shit, we gotta get it out. How do we do it? We're like, well, we gotta sanitize. So we get some tongs, sanitize them. We drop the tongs in the, uh. in the, in the fermenter. We're like, damn it, okay, what else? Get a longer set of tongs and another set of tongs to hold those, sanitize them. <laughs> Everything goes into the bucket, and we're like, oh, no, because we're drinking, obviously. No. And we're like, how do we do this? And we're like, just looking at it, like, I don't know how to solve this problem. So finally, I just dumped a bunch of sanitizer on my arm and just, <laughs> just, just, just went right in there, it. pulled it all out, top on, like, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, that, that probably yeah. threw the flavor off a it, little it bit. Actually, you know, we, we bottled it and we're like, oh, it tastes like, it tastes like beer. It's, I mean, you, yeah. you you could have called it maybe like the tong song for all the tongs yeah. that you put in it. That's what I was thinking. But you, you can't like you can't spell that or right. read that out. Yeah. Yeah. It has to just, you know, play with it. But that's all I heard too yeah. was tong to tong, tong, tong. tong. Yeah, so as, as everyone keeps going. Right. <laughs> Now I I just I just got through making my first homebrew nice. and uh it is uh as Ken is trying to get oh, your attention. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um I basically I tried to make a Pliny the Elder clone, which I had my first bottle yesterday or last week and I I don't know what Pliny tastes like, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't taste like that. <laughs> um it's I, I guess I'll I'll have to bring it in uh next week. So so that you guys can try it, but um, Pliny's over, all right. It's I, overrated. I, I think it's uh, what what I made is is far too malty to be anything close to that. Oh, I'd probably uh, love it. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let it's you try. But for it, I mean, I, I, hell yeah. I kind of felt like you know I went through the instructions and I did everything I was supposed to do. Um, the uh, the the siphoning part was probably for for whatever reason was it's, like the it's t- hard. It it was tough and just. And I love watching the videos where it's like, you need to do this with two people. It's like, you know what? Ikea tells me to put shit together with two people. You know what? I do it by myself <laughs> yeah, and it I'm works. That's because one, <laughs> one person's I'm supposed to have the wine glass. Right. The- I'm a grown-up. And, you know, I went through that siphoning process and just, you know, I don't know what the hell happened. But, you know, I guess you're supposed to get something like 48 or some bottles out of a five-gallon, you know, batch. Right. I got something like 30 four and a really drunk night <laughs> i was not even drinking I could explain the maltiness we should try yeah. and get a bottle so we can do side by side yeah now like i said i'll bring those in if, hey if anybody out there is listening whether you know send some some pliny you yeah know, send us a bottle <laughs> tweet us tweet us you know get us on on twitter instagram and we'll we'll, we'll come to you don't don't worry one of the but, one of the best uh gadgets you can buy as a homebrewer for like eight dollars is an auto siphon uh-huh so you just hook your tube up and you can just pump it yeah, and you, then you're not futzing around with water and trying to yeah do this dance, and you can just it's three pumps and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Now with with making that first batch and drinking that bottle and and feeling you know this uh, never ending cycle of hopelessness, <laughs> what what made you to to you know go in and say you know what I can do this better or I can make let me make something else and and just you know. Get out of that wave of discouragement and just say, you know what the hell? I'm going to just do it again. I, th- I think it's mostly cockiness. <laughs> uh, I guess I should, I should back it up. So that was the first batch that I made. And my, my roommate, Colin, who I brewed with, before that he got the, uh, the Mr. Beer kit for Christmas. Had that, yeah. which is Which is just open this can, boil it, put it in a bottle. Like it's mm-hmm. something. And uh, so he – we just started getting it, like really into craft beer together. And he came over one day. He's like, hey, I made my own beer. I've got it. 
Like I brought one. I'm like, oh, let's, let's drink it. And I was like, what's it called? It's called Thunder Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, that's the best beer name. And we drank it and it was awful. Like it was just like we had three sips like this is disgusting we, and we dumped it. Mm-hmm. So we're like we can do better. And so that's, that was our first batch, which was the, which was the Acme Paleo. Yeah. And uh, that was – it tasted like beer but it wasn't good. And we're like we can do better. We, you know, that was a big jump. We can yeah. do better than that. And uh, you know, we slowly got slowly got better. I mean, yeah. the only way to look is up from awful, right? I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you would think well, maybe? on a scale from you know thunder bitch to good, right? Thunder <laughs> it only gets better <laughs> to thunder chick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was it's it's tough for me because now I'm thinking about making that second batch and and thinking about you know the whole process. You know, the the brew went fine. It's that whole fermentation bottle process. There's like, oh my god, this takes four or five weeks. And, you know, it, it's like when I'm baking, I can make a cake and then just try it that day and be right. done as opposed to making a beer and you have to sit there and wait up to, you know, roughly two months before you crack that thing open and, and then try and think back, okay, what did I do to screw this yeah. up? And now I can't remember. So yeah. here, here, here I go trying this again. That's and, how you're supposed to take notes when you're home brewing. So you, you keep track of everything that you do so you know what mistakes you may have made. Rookie mistake. I was going to say, I haven't even homebrewed, and I know that. <laughs> I just followed the damn instructions. <laughs> it didn't say get a piece of paper and a pen? No, it didn't. say didn't. anything about notes. Damn you, say. Northern Brewer. I don't want oh, – who, who was the one that was talking about um, treating beer like a school? Like they were doing all the notes and stuff. We had, we had a guest on here, and I can't think of it. But they were talking about how – that's probably how I know that. Like I'm sounding like I'm cocky and arrogant here, but I know that from a previous guest. Is that Brew Giver? Uh, it might have been the Brew Giver where they were talking about how they would take notes for everything that they did just so they paid attention. Now I know exactly who it is. It's Will Wheaton. Oh, Wheaton? If you ever seen Will Wheaton make his root stout with a stone – and like all his homebrews and stuff, he has this pad of paper of everything that he does so he knows what he did to remake a beer. Mm-hmm. So as I'm thinking, it's somebody that we had. We might have had somebody on our show do it. But uh, yeah, it's Will Wheaton. Like some note where you sanitize and all of a sudden the arm hair fell off. And went <laughs> hey, it. no, I was say, arms are fine for beer. You can put your arm in beer. It's okay. Yeah, as long as you sanitize. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I could just That's imagine that. That's what we do over at Great Lakes. I could just, oh, 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 that's, that's, the, that's what you, you yeah. just stir with your arms. Stir with the arm. Yeah, there's no paddle or anything. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't it's just do the that. open yeah. finger method. It's, you know, we're old school. We've been around this dude 29 with, like, years. these huge yeah. shoulder muscles, and he just sits in there. Just, <laughs> just one twirls. shoulder. Just one shoulder. Though. That's right. He's, so, he, he's the guy who shows up in the picture and says, don't forget arm day. Yeah. It's just that one But guy. it's just one arm. It's like six inches long. It's not arms day. It's just arm day. So does Great Lakes have any major, like, beer releases that happen every year? Like, you know, you, you talk about a lot of these breweries, and they have their, um, you know, New Belgium's got La Folie. Uh, Sierra Nevada is pretty much their beer camp release every year. Um, Utopia's for Sam Adams. You know, what does GLBC have? So we, I mean, we've been around, like I said, we'll be, uh, it's our 30th anniversary next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we like our kind of classic styles, and we, you know, we have a seasonal about once a month, Um we don't we don't have a ton of like crazy like you know hype train releases. Uh, we do some cool uh, stuff at the brewery, so we do a few barrel age things. Um, so barrel age blackout is probably probably the biggest uh, barrel age Christmas ale. Um, I was gonna say I like your Christmas ale. Chris- so that kind of I think that, that, that intrigues me. Christmas ale is is probably the biggest in terms of like people freaking out. What's what's your biggest in regards to like your your flagship beers? Like what sells the most between like 
on-premise, off-premise kind of. So Dortmunder Gold is our biggest seller overall as a brewery. That's a um, Pils, isn't it? It's a, it's a Dortmunder. Dortmunder, okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I only distinguish because we also have a Pils. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but uh, Edmund Fitzgerald is our biggest seller in Michigan. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think why that would be. That's a porter, and there's a porter is not a beer. Big, well, it's true, but porter is not a big style um, within even the style guidelines because it's not a uh, um, a stout. It's not a pale ale. It's not. Uh, it's just weird to think of a porter as your number one seller in the state. Yeah, could I mean, be the name. Uh, that's we, it. I'm sure we get a lot of play from a lot, that. A lot of Gordon Lightfoot fans. Yeah. I should, I should have put that in the uh, the queue for the just, music during the break. Like, it's like twelve minutes long. That <laughs> that, that's that's perfect for it's one half break. The show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great song. Um, <laughs> go on. Say so we uh, at one of the Royal Oak Fest actually. So volunteers pour a beer, and uh, a guy came up and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'll off uh, Emma Fitzgerald." And my volunteer goes, "Yeah, that's fine. You have to sing the song first. And he didn't realize that there was an actual song, and so he's like, "Oh, okay." Um, Edmund Fitzgerald is my favorite beer to drink. And just like for like <laughs> for like 45 seconds, we just let him go. We're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. The, the, this is where like living in a day and age where everything has a camera that you wish you had oh your my camera God, yeah. out. And so we're like, you're like, yeah, you get two. You're the best. <laughs> and he came back later for something. He's like, oh, the Conways. We're like, okay, here you go. And he's like, do I have to drink sing a song? song. It's like, no, man, you're good. <laughs> he's singing enough songs for today. <laughs> so, I mean, as, as far as, you know, as far as Ohio is concerned, obviously, you know, not too long ago we had the uh, legislation change where, you know, beers over 12 percent can right. be made in the state. And how has that changed your guys' profile and, you know, affect all of the, the craft brewers around you? Uh, it hasn't really affected us at all. We don't we don't do a lot of huge beers. Um, I'm trying to think of what our what our biggest beer is. None of our year round releases are over 10. Um, so we just we don't really, you know, we're kind of a I don't say safe, but we're just sort of a, a classic traditional brewery, um, which is kind of fun to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at your your beer list right now, and you can see a lot a lot of them at the because uh, I think it was anything under twelve mm-hmm. was uh, good, and you only have one beer that's apparently over twelve, which is a brandy aged Lake Erie Monster, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm sure was a public exclusive. I've never seen that beer. Yeah, it, it has four ratings from <laughs> July twenty seventh, two thousand thirteen. Because yep. when I think of drinking, I want fourteen percent beers in July. Damn right. Hey, that's, lawn, that's lawnmower. That is yeah. lawnmower. Remember, every beer is a lawnmower beer as long as you're mowing your yeah. lawn. It's a, it's a session. <laughs> it's a session. Just like every beer is a session beer. Session brandy. Exactly. Uh, which Lake Erie. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so Lake Erie Monster is one of your beers, correct? Yes. Or what, what is it? It is a uh, double IPA. It will actually be out, uh, I was going to say next month in June, but it's June. So You didn't weeks. bring any today? It's not out yet. Darn. I don't have any. I know how much Shucks. you love IPAs. Especially double wow. IPAs. But I didn't. Although that one is the most malt forward uh, IPA that we have. I did find. I have, I have a four-year-old bottle of Devil Dancer that oh. I want to crack open soon. Oh, man. So I, I had I had Devil Dance. So when when I started the show, um, and and we talked about it a few times on this show, um, Devil Dancer. It was the first time I ever had it. I got it. I was on I was at Founders on the release day, and I didn't even know it. And I'm like, oh okay, I'll buy it. Whatever, you know, twenty dollars for a four pack. Sure. So buy it, bring it home, and the first day I drink it, and I have like that over overly committed beer bitter face that like squeezing your your whole mouth because it just tastes so bitter 
it took me almost two hours to finish one bottle of beer. <laughs> like I couldn't even stomach the amount of bitterness. And then I had it a year later, kind of like what I do with Hop Slam, except Hop Slam isn't that bitter in the first place. No. And it was so good one year later. You, you might you might like Lake Erie then. It's it's pretty more <laughs> Well, we'll have to uh, ne- next time that uh, when it comes out, you'll have to sneak a bottle over here one day before uh, we go live. We'll be uh, we'll be pouring at uh, Summer Beer Fest. Summer Beer Fest, oh, yeah. nice. Oh, over at uh, Royal Oak. Royal, Royal Oak Summer, Royal Oak Summer. Yeah, no, not, not the big one. Not the not Michigan the, Brewers Guild. Not the big one. No, I see. No, I, you know, I was just like, like my eyes will hit up. I don't, I'm like, like that wait, doesn't huh? make sense. <laughs> don't I mean, tell anyone I'm from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, uh, it was already a big deal that uh, they kept founders in the Brewers Guild. So I'm like, they could never bring an Ohio brewery in there. <laughs> yeah, you should never know. <laughs> they won't know. It's Great Lakes. It makes sense to be in Michigan. I get that right. every single day. People are like, oh, Great Lakes, where are you from? I was like, oh, Cleveland, like. Cleveland, Wait. Michigan. Cleveland. <laughs> like, sure, yeah, let's go with that because there's so many Michigan-only bars and, and mm. restaurants. I'm like, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, we'll, I, yeah, I, we'll I just sneak in, and then like a year later, like you're from Cleveland, you didn't tell me. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> the Cleveland. Great Lakes are there too. It's yeah. not not just because you know a lot of them are around Michigan. Yeah. There are still a few more that are just you know, a little off to the uh, the east. So uh, the brewery itself is it a tap room? Is it a production only facility? So we've got we've kind of taken up a whole a couple blocks, I guess. Okay. Um, the the tap room is super cool. You should definitely definitely check it out. It's uh, the building's a million years old. Um, it was a brothel. It was a hotel. It was a bar. Uh, the original bar is still there. Elliot Ness used to drink there. So we have our amber lagers called Elliot Ness. Um, the sort of the legend is there's actually a bullet hole in the bar back. Um, where someone took a shot at Elliot Ness. Oh. Um, our brewery is owned by two brothers. Their mother was uh, Elliot Ness's stenographer. So we've got some cool connections. Well, 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 yeah. I was trying to figure out, because I was in Cleveland uh, a couple years ago, and I'm like, how come I didn't go? And you guys are closed on Sundays, which is why I We are closed go. on Sundays, yeah. Because I was, I was in Cleveland for Johnny Manziel's first uh, start. Sure. And uh, I was I was in Market Garden, which is a little uh, area where there's a nano, a couple nano breweries over there, including the Market Garden Brewing. Um, and yeah, just watching the the faces of all the elated Browns fans go from happy to just sad, 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 <laughs> pissed off. Same old Browns. So yeah, it's Cleveland. It's it's so sad they retired the uh, the jersey though, the quarterback jersey. Uh, oh yeah, with all, with all the names, all the names of the, on uh, the quarterbacks. I mean, it was just getting too long. I mean, by by the time, well, they had what three this year, three yeah. different starters. But I mean, by by the time they they finished with this decade, I mean, the thing might as well just be a train on a wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, we're gonna take a, a quick break. We're gonna reset. We'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back with the Better on Draft podcast, episode eighty six. Time flew by, but we are here. We are drinking beer, and I have a Great Lakes Brewing can in front of me. You're welcome. How did that happen? It's uh, we've been we've been trying to do cans for a long time, um, and just didn't really know how to do it. We uh, the problem at our brewery right now is we're in, we've we're kind of shoehorned into this old building, and we're we're pretty much maxed on space. So we're like, do we move some stuff out? Do we you know can we fit a line here? Can we rent a line? Can we contract? Can we go here and? Uh, so we finally uh, ended up with a partnership with uh, Harpoon Brewin out of Boston. Um, and we, we looked at some other places, and they – similar-sized company, similar values, family-owned. Um, actually, the Boston water profile is very similar to Cleveland, so not a lot of tweaking. And uh, they had some extra room, so we, we, uh, we partnered up with them. 
So this is like when should we start seeing these on shelves? Uh, right about now. They right uh, about now. They rolled in on trucks last week, so they they should be popping up uh, any second now. See, I just wanted to feel special. Like I got it before everyone else. You're still pretty <laughs> special. You know, they're they came. Uh, I think actually in this area last Thursday the truck came in. So okay. So, so. if you didn't have room for it, why did you guys want to can so bad? Um. Cans are cool. <laughs> Mo- mostly, Cans are cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're better for the beer. They're fun. And, uh, you know, we, we're we sort of an outdoorsy kind of brewery. and It's, it's just like keeping up with the times. Yeah. And, and like I said, we've been trying to do it for, for years. And uh, it sort of came to a boiling point And we're like, oh, let's, let's harpoon will do them. So speaking of candy, did you guys see the, uh, the video of the Budweiser – uh, cans being made. That was a um, a. I'm gonna be going into my in first China? story. <laughs> yeah, the, the, oh, is that your first story? I thought I looked at your thing. I didn't see it. That is my first story. Titled oh, "Fake It Till You Make It." Fake right. it till you well, make Rob it. with the news. Ah, yes. Going into the news. Brought to you by Zatuna Liquor. Over on, uh, go, go hang no, out with Jack. <laughs> go go listen to that show. By the way, that three hour oh show that we did with Jack Zatuna. Guy has a story for everything. Great guy, Zatuna Liquor, uh, Rochester Road, just south of M fifty nine. Full on liquor store, beer store, craft beer store, wine, booze, soda, cigars, anything that you need. He probably has it, and if he doesn't, he will get it for you. I'm right. And tell him uh, better on draft sent you, and uh, you might get something. I think he said he was going to try to give something to I people. He did, yeah. But we drank a lot that night. Ooh. So yeah, you may need to. We may need to, you know, go back to the episode to figure just, out what it was. Just say you heard it from us, and I, he I, might, uh, he might, he might hook you up. I thought it was ten percent. I, I couldn't remember. I don't remember. It it's something. anywhere from zero to eighty four percent. I think. I think it was eighty three. Eighty three percent. Yeah, that would make sense. Not on Great Lakes, though. Not on Great yeah. <laughs> Lakes. Some price. some restrictions yeah, apply. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw it in there. Uh, yeah, no, some information that was uh, released this week about uh, a uh, little sting that was ran last month. Uh, underground f- factory in China was busted, uh, basically taking cans, empty cans of Budweiser, um, cleaning them. You know, at, hey, at least they're recycling. Uh, but cleaning them and then filling them up with their own brew, <laughs> recapping them, and then selling them to bars and distributors alike. Um, they basically had a, a machine with a conveyor belt that was putting out around 600,000 crates. Not sure how much that's going to be in barrels, but you can just imagine that's a lot. Um, and, you know, just, just putting this stuff out there. Um, obviously, like I said, it got busted uh, last last month, and you know, uh, according to you know a couple other things that that I didn't even I didn't even know that um, ABI basically has something like fourteen different breweries out there in China alone, and they pretty much sell Budweiser at somewhere around eight times uh, the amount I think just in price of the local. Uh, China breweries. So it's just kind of like, what the hell? Why is somebody just wanted to, of of all things, you know, for us, obviously we get quite a bit of it. Uh, but to, do we have a lot of Budweiser in the U.S.? I, I would imagine they have a quite a bit. <laughs> what's what's that word you're saying? Budweiser? I'm sorry, I meant America. 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 Oh, sorry, yeah. Yes. Those are only the tall boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's... 
it, it's it's rather rather funny. But even on if, if you look at the link, there is video that uh, apparently the workers took of them cleaning the cans, filling them up, and I think. But they th- they do it with like open hand like. Like they're literally scooping it out as if it's like a glass, like a glass into like a, a thing of water. So they scoop out the beer and then put it on the conveyor belt. So it's not—it's the furthest thing from sanitary either. As much as alcohol kills things, I don't even know if that's alcohol in there. Right, it's fake beer. But I mean, uh, apparently they were—they were running. Might have been running this for a while because uh, you know to put out that much production. I—I I kind of wonder, you know, is it better? Did did ABI come in and just say, "All right, we got to shut this shit down because you know they're 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 killing us on quality." I I I wish I knew. I'd I like I, a side by side. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a side by side of this. I, I want to know. You know, maybe it was Budweiser, but it was B U D W I E S E R. You'll never know this. Yeah. And from the world of Bruce Lai, what the. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, in regards to China, China has, from what I hear, like 30% of their alcohol trade is fake alcohol. So it's like real alcohol, but fake brands. So fake Budweiser, fake Bombay Sapphire, fake Jack Daniels. So all these things are, you know, fake. I'm trying to think of the the word that like when you buy like a fake pair of Nikes. Just knockoffs. Knockoffs, yeah. Like well, knockoffs is more like bikey or <laughs> Captain Horror. Well, that's a lot of those are though, they're, like, they're like Jack Daniels with like two S's. Jack Daniels with a Z because they're edgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or his or his twin brother Jeff Daniels. Yeah, she, Wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that would be dumb and dumber yeah. to sell that. Right. Oh. Too soon? No. <laughs> no. No. Never too soon. Uh, just He's like, still alive. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, outside of that, there was uh, another interesting thing. I was I was kind of going through this today because um, actually I, I read about it last week. I didn't get a chance to get to it again until today. But uh, craft breweries in Texas are going to be in, um, I guess, a, a bit of a battle with legislators as uh, there's a new bill that is waiting for the governor to sign. Uh, so House Bill 3287 was passed by uh, the House and the Senate, and that states that any brewery who produces more than 225,000 barrels of beer per year must sell their beer to a distributor and buy it back if they want to sell it in their tap rooms. Boo. That's dumb. I love the three-tier system, and I yeah. still say boo. <laughs> um, like I said, it, it passed both House and Senate. It's sitting on Governor Abbott's desk to sign. Uh, but basically, the House rep that uh, that put this beer uh, put this bill forth, uh, he says that it's designed to protect smaller breweries from larger beer companies and help create a barrier of bigger brewers from gaining too strong a hold on the local market. Uh, one of the local, um, obviously smaller brewery, breweries, um, came out and said that you know it's not about big beer coming in and buying smaller breweries. That it's more about being a brewery and being told your growth has a limit. Uh, also says that if and and uh, this particular uh, owner, I believe his name is Wim Wim Benz, because you know I guess that's how the people get Texas get named. Is that uh, Benz with a Z? No, with an S. Is that so? So it's it's classy, but you know not it's, edgy. it's it's not, not edgy. yeah, it's not seven hundred and forty bucks a month on a lease. Classy, uh, but he says that. Um, should his brewery just grow 
big enough to actually hit that limit that he's probably going to look outside of the state. And there were like other breweries that basically said that, you know, it's kind of it's kind of shitty to want to be a brewer in Texas. And you see that being in states like Louisiana or Oklahoma is a better fit to start a brewery and grow than to be in Texas. Um, so so I'm, I'm trying to think of the breweries that this is going to affect. It's obviously going to probably affect Shiner, um, Red Ale, uh, Gambrinus. And, I mean, is there any other major Texas? Well, I don't know if, if it really affected them because one thing it said was that any brewery that was in, uh, in operation prior to February 1st, was grandfathered in to whatever currently is going on. So it, it's going to hinder any new brewery. Well, February 1st, Jesus, that's so four months. So four months ago. So any brewery that's open from February 1st and before, I mean, it, that's a hard thing to really, because you, you ain't going to 225 in any time soon. No one's going to 225 no. anytime soon. And 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 especially in uh, Texas, when Texas has a huge battle in regards to uh, Constellation's probably one of the biggest, you know, in regards to Corona selling over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Negro Modelo's under the Constellation brand. Might be wrong on that one. Don't know for sure. Yeah, when, but a lot of a lot of the the Mexican American lager brands, and especially because you're in goddamn Texas. You you ain't you ain't getting that's that's the thing we talked about with Dan when Dan was on here, you mm-hmm. know he can go walk into a store and buy six cases of KBS like it was nothing. Same with one twenty because nobody wants these high ABV beers. Right. right. So when when you're competing against such a larger market of not only Bud Miller Coors but mm-hmm. Tecate, Corona, uh, Modelo, all these other uh, brands that are um, akin to the culture. It's it's I don't see any breweries getting to two twenty five. Look at Michigan. We were talking to before we came in. You got yeah. Founders and Bells. That's that's it, it over two twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, GLBC isn't even two twenty five. Correct? No, we're uh, we're one fifty one sixty. And you've been here since eighty nine. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Eighty eight. My bad. Twenty nine years. <laughs> <laughs> Not thirty. <laughs> We're old guys. Old. Uh, and one one of the other breweries that that was even brought up in in one of the articles was Oscar Blues because Oscar Blues has a tap room that is in uh, Austin, and uh, they are definitely grateful that they are not um, part of having to you know basically buy their beer back because you know Oscar Blues I believe they are right around three hundred, so they're 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 very very. <laughs> Happy that they're not affected, but at the same time, you know, a, a lot of the breweries that are out there are saying, you know, yeah, maybe we won't get to two twenty five, but you're, well, you're that telling point, us you're that looking that's at, our limit. You're looking at um, a Sam Adams growth. Sam Adams can bake make more beer if they wanted to, but they're not going to because they would be put into a different tax bracket. They would be put into mm-hmm. a different uh, tax laws based on the brewery and production. And unless you make like a giant leap from whatever they're at, we'll say six million, which is the the border between craft and uh, not craft, and we'll say they're at six million, they have to get to like probably twelve or fifteen million before it's even um, they they change it because those big brewery licenses are for the big breweries: your Anheuser, right. your Coors, Miller, uh, Constellation, Ballast Point, mm-hmm. uh, those breweries or conglomerate of breweries. Yeah. I, I really don't see what the what the point of this is though. I'm 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 looking at it and obviously I haven't read the bill. Um, it's I, it's just to 
put it back again. Why? Why go one two one? Like you're going literally from you to the distributor and back to you. Right? Why do you need that step unless it's it's not like you're you're selling so much in house that it's making a dent in the the distribution world. I mean, how much do you guys yeah. sell in house in comparison to distribution? Oh, I, a fraction. Oh, a tiny, tiny percent. And I mean, it, it might be a little bit bigger for breweries that do a lot of pub only uh, can releases, bottle releases, like your. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of who who local maybe Griffin Claw. Like the coffee, it wasn't the coffee only at the brewery and whatever coffee shop they worked and at? And Great Lakes Roasting Company, yeah. So, and I mean, and those are still small limited batches to a point where it doesn't really even yeah. make a dent in you well, guys. And we, I mean, we do that too. Like all of our barrel-aged stuff is in packages is brewery only. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a small fraction. And, and 250,000 barrels is, is so huge. It, it feels like why are people wasting their time making this bill? Like there's there's so few breweries in that range. Well, uh, again, Texas. Well, Georgia just signed the law, didn't they, in regards to allowing beer in the like creating tap rooms for the breweries? Because Georgia, you weren't allowed to mm-hmm. uh, drink at a brewery. You had to do a tour, and then after the tour, you got tasting tokens to taste the beer. Right. Which at that point they just gave a tour, and then that's mm-hmm. how you. <laughs> The tours every ten minutes. <laughs> there's the fermenter. There's the masher. There's the uh, kegs. There's a refrigerator. Right. Here's our lovely staff, and they will take care of you now. And they have beer. <laughs> right. Well, here was kind of one of, one of the interesting things that that I came across was that apparently Texas is the only state that doesn't allow the sale of beer to go from breweries. Hmm. I was not aware of that. So I mean, if I mean, you know, should that change? Because I did see it in one article that. Uh, some representative, some representative put that uh, to the floor back in 2015, and it just it just died on the floor. But you know, if it gets to a point where you know that law changes and everyone everyone starts being able to you know sell their crowlers, growlers, howlers, and whatever the hell the other one is, I can't remember. Um, you know, breweries are going to so this is draft beer to go, not bottles and cans, obviously, right. Uh, I, I kind of feel like you know when if that goes away, then you know breweries are gonna they're gonna get closer to the number. Obviously, it's like you said, they're not you know two twenty five is a long way to go. That's a it's a top it's, twenty it's, in the country brewery. Yeah, it's a it's a long way to go. But to I think being a brewery and being able to produce more to have that beer go out the door, but and still know that 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 ceiling is sitting up there. I'd say that that pisses them all yeah, off. It's, disc- it's discouraging for sure. Yeah. I I I I don't know what like I I have to read up more into this cuz it just it doesn't make logistical sense in regards to why they would want to do this. I would assume that it's some type of lobbying by the the distribution channels that are down in Texas. Mm-hmm. But again, you're not even talking about so much beer. Yeah. Because again, even at that point, you're you know you you talk again Gambrius, uh, Shiner, and whatever. I don't even know if they have beer to go at those breweries. I don't even know if their tap rooms there. Yeah. You know, or you can drink there. That right. that's the that's the crazy thing too is, is that you have a lot of these big breweries and you can't even drink there. Right. And they just production of like Axel for the longest time. Yeah. You know, up until tomorrow at tomorrow. Four that's right. You can, yes. You can go to Axel over in uh, Ferndale on the uh, Livernois Corridor and go check it out, but. You know, and again, prior to Axel milking it, prior to milking it, um, uh, Mill Street and uh, King Brewing. Mm-hmm. So you know, they they never really had tap rooms. They never had anything. It was just production only. Yeah. So I don't know. It just I mean, 
yeah, who who out of ABI's Sab Miller or Coors is going to walk in and say, you know what, um, you know, Lakeside Brewing, uh, we're going to buy you out, and then all of a sudden we're going to make this huge facility and just put out, you know, hundreds of thousands of barrels of, of your beer out on the shelves. I mean, you know, if I was the owner and somebody said that to me, I was like, all right, well, you know, you, as long as you show me how many zeros are on that check and I approve, then you know what, the hell with it, I'll do it. But I mean, just who's what? What big company is going to make that big of a risk no. that they're going to put that much beer out there? No, it doesn't work. No, and you yeah. know what? To be honest, this is going to hurt in regards to any brewery that might want to expand and get distribution channels into Texas. Right. Like, say, if Stone wanted to open up a brewery in Texas, so that they control the south south, not even southeast, south southwest, or you mm-hmm. know, mid mid America market, so that they don't have to worry about you know, because they have the East Coast, they have the West Coast. Yeah. Now that they have Central, they can get their beer everywhere within three days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was stuff like that. It was like the the Ohio law with the you know twelve percent that stopped Stone from uh, coming to Ohio. Uh, yeah, Ohio lost so much money, and Kasich was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, I'm going to fix this now." Right. You know, as much as you know, and you look, we read we read the mill. Cores article on this show almost two years ago, and oh gosh, it's almost been two years since we started this damn show. Um, you know, we we read that Miller article where you know Miller's like, oh, we want to promote you know um, drinking, we don't want to promote over drinking, overindulging, especially with high percentage beers. You know, and that's that's the game they're playing because even Miller Coors wasn't even in the big big uh, craft beer industry. Right, they were in the craft D industry with Line and Kugel, um, Amberbach trying to think Killian's you know is Michelob's Miller right no it's Bud Bud sorry so Amberbach would not be in that but Killian's would be there you go Um, so you know they they didn't have as many craft breweries that they owned like Budweiser did with even just a couple years ago you still had Elysian uh, Craft Brewers Association Um, it's always funny when I say that (laughs) because the Craft Brewers Association is part owned by Anheuser-Busch which I think we talked about I think Kona's in that Craft Brewer Alliance Craft Beer Alliance. Uh, Sorry. Yes, the Alliance. Did I say association? That's right. That's right. Yeah, alliance. you did say Alliance. Yeah, my alliance. Yeah. See, my yeah. bad. Correct. There we go. Same difference. It's, we all do what we yeah, were talking we, about. Yeah. We got it. So uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go to the next one. All right. <laughs> oh, man. This one was funny. Uh, so I came across this blog from uh, Hampton Road Growler. Uh, it was a, it's a just a you know an internet blog that was uh, from I think this, this I, place I think it's pronounced of, Hampton Road Hampton Road Growler Hampton Road Growler out of uh, I think Virginia or something like that. Uh, it was concerning a topic which everyone most likely has a love hate relationship, and that is of course kids. Um, Do you have any kids? Uh, not yet. August. Not yet. Oh, Mid- August number one. Oh. Yeah. Do we exactly. know if it's a boy or girl? We don't. It's a. Is that gonna be a surprise? Yeah. Or how yeah? many? How many surprises do you get as an adult, really? <laughs> so that's. I can give you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I used to have a ring. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you guys' life is like. But I don't get that many surprises. Average sixteen point eight. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess all right. We're gonna have one surprise. And I was gonna sure. say, how many surprises have you had now that you have a uh, a child? Yeah, yeah. Rob. Yeah. Oh, a lot yeah. of surprises. Um, wow! How many times have it's, you thought they took your beer too? It, it's not only it's it's not only just child. It's it's children and it's teenagers. So oh, it's, there's your problem right it's there. It's a it's it's very interesting to oh, go. Why can't, why can't you just give them up after they're twelve? <laughs> like, there you go. It, it's very interesting to go from nothing to twelve or eleven and seventeen at the time. And yeah, it's it's 
it, it's an adventure. It's it's just it's it's fu- it's actually fun. So what's what? Well, then what's wrong with kids? Well, apparently, you know, more and more children are becoming staples of breweries across the country. And the question is, is it okay to have kids around in a setting where the majority of the people they are surrounded by are drinking alcohol? Uh, There was one one note or or actually one part I was going to quote out of this blog. It basically says, uh, much of the opposition to children in breweries comes from people who liken breweries to bars. While both serve alcohol, local breweries have embraced the European tradition of pubs and beer gardens as communal gathering places. They are not bars or clubs, which serve liquor, uh, have extended hours, and have garnered reputations as rowdy adult playgrounds. But other people are simply looking for some quality adult time without the noise and distraction of children. Whether they have kids or not, breweries offers, offer a serene environment for adults to kick their feet back and enjoy a few pints. Now, obviously, right at this point, we don't have any kids yet. <laughs> um, but I, what, what side are you on? Are you okay with, their kid, with kids being in a brewery? Well, let's start with GLBC. Can kids go into GLBC, obviously, with their parents? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, they can. And and I'm on board. Uh, I have a lot of friends with kids. And actually, I visited some friends in Cincinnati that had that had kids. And I was like, all right, so, you know, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not that old. So I don't have a ton of friends with kids. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what, do, what are we going to do? And Cincinnati's like, oh, we're going to go brewery hopping. And I was like, perfect. I'm like, what about the kids? Like, oh, you just bring them. And it's, breweries are great for kids. There's games. You can play Jenga. There, there's games. There's nothing you can break. It's loud. It's usually open. You know, they're not cramped spaces. It's coloring books. Yeah. And it's, I think as long as you're, as long as you're watching your kids, like I, I think actually I read some articles about Did that. Did you say watching story. or washing? Well, either. But, well, as long as you wash your kids before you bring them. Okay. And then you're watching them while they're there. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I, I read some articles about about that situation, and uh, yeah, as long as your kids aren't destroying things and running around, then yeah. And we we brought we brought our friend's kid, and we played some shuffleboard, and then he took a nap in the stroller, and we drank beer, and it was great. I'm I'm on the same page. If if you're going to anywhere that serves alcohol, uh, you have no right to assume your privacy of quietness or anything like that, especially if they have one TV. Anything more right. than zero TVs, you can never assume. Because if, if you have one TV, that TV's always on sports or it's on um, something that's big that's going on at that moment mm-hmm. and you're just you, – you can't get away from it. No. So whether if, – if that TV is going to have sports on it, I'm going to be loud. I'm going to cheer for my team, boo for the other team, especially Mary and Hosa. <laughs> and, uh, Mercenary. Oh, God. Go Preds, by the way. <laughs> Even though Hosa plays for the Blackhawks. Go Preds. <sighs> yes, yes. So wait, you're Pittsburgh. Ugh. No, no, no. You, can't no be, you can't be a Steelers fan and other like you. You have yes. to embrace. The yes, city. you can. You know what? I had this Black discussion. And yellow. I had this discussion with my brother when I was out in San Francisco, and we were in the elevator, and you know, I said something about you know the the Penguins, and just you know, I just want them to lose. And he said, "What do you mean you want them to lose?" I'm like, "Dude, we're Steelers fans. You you root for Pittsburgh teams." It's like black and yellow. No. No, black I don't. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. I don't root for pain. That should be a song. <laughs> <laughs> we can just put I, a tune to it. <laughs> By the way, this blonde is six and a half percent. Jesus. Six. six. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> My bad. No, no, I mean, I'm one off again. <laughs> I meant I meant you're welcome for the beer, not for correcting me. <laughs> no, um, it's a it's a hefty blonde. But I mean, uh, you know, you you work at Brown Iron. You have kids there. Yeah. Uh, it, it does it. 
as a drinker and not an employee because you know it's a it's a restaurant for lack of better words too as much as it's a beer bar we're most definitely a restaurant so there there's nothing wrong with saying that i mean people come there just for food sometimes so and they don't drink I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah, I don't you guys don't have a full full service bar. You just have beer, no, correct? We have, yeah, we have full service. Oh, I don't remember. I, think, I just drink beer. And I guess I, yeah. I mean so. I I would be on that same side too because you know you know you know not only if you're just sitting there you're you're watching a TV and everybody's being loud about that you know everybody is generally being loud in conversation when they're drinking. Oh, well, and the, and the, especially for these smaller breweries too, where everything's so cramped to hear you you hear three conversations over, right? Just because Sally can't keep her mouth shut because she's Italian and loud, and God not only talks it, with Sally. her mouth, talks with her hands. Classic Sally. So I mean, and, and also I mean, there there are other times when you're doing stuff like you know hosting Sparkle Live trivia. Uh, there Ooh. are there are there are other you know locations where you're 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 hosting trivia and there are parents who are having beers and they bring their kids which you know pretty much sometimes prompts other people to name their team names you brought a kid to the bar which you know kind of makes them feel it, a little again, embarrassed though, if you're just not just bring the kids that's also, just bring the kid that's also not funny not having though. that many kids anymore so just bring them who cares we don't have any coloring books or crayons but they can still come you don't have a kids menu or anything for them to color over. It's just a part of the regular one. Oh, the that's kids menu. Here's the that's, thing: that's... bring all the kids you want. Let them be loud. We have a loud place, but uh, you should bring your own crayons. Bring See, your that, own that's, that's kind of one of the things. BYOC. That, um, BYOC. <laughs> but um, um, oh, who is it? Uh, Kenton Brewworks, because Kenton Brewworks they have, um, they they have coloring. You know, during you know some of their days when when people are in there, um, it, it's for kids, it's for adults. So um, they don't have adult coloring books there. Right. Oh, oh, I'm I, sure they, I, think I, they I, do. I'm I found sure out do. that was a uh, thing. Yeah. And oh, then I'm oh, like, geez. oh, damn, that's that, real. That's been a thing. I remember. They, I, I remember a uh, an article I heard about that on NPR probably about a year ago. Um, that was another place. Uh, cultivate. Very cultivate. vulgar. Those yeah. com- those, oh, those yes. coloring books. But uh, cultivate in in Ypsilanti. I mean, they have. Everything from coloring books to uh, cross stitching. Yeah, to, so they have knitting. They, they have knitting. Yeah. I mean, they they do so many different things, and it is it is such a communal place that you know everybody is either drinking beer, they're drinking coffee, or you know listen to live entertainment. But they have kids in there, and but, and that's the thing is that I, as I was a kid, I went to the bar all the time with my dad because my dad would go play softball, and then of course they'd all go to the bar, and I would get you know that that's why they have arcade games at the bars. Think yeah. of every old school 1990s bar out there. <laughs> yeah. They always had arcade games, just the same as uh, bowling alleys and stuff. Like I get dragged along Friday nights to my dad's bowling league, well, and all the lanes are taken, so I can't bowl. So of course <laughs> I play video games. Yeah, that's, that's how I got really good at Tekken Two with Eddie Gordo. That's well. That's Eddie first of all, that's cheating. <laughs> that's not cheating. That's if, not cheating. If no, you know how to use the capoeira, no, exactly. it's not cheating. No, you don't. Oh, first of all, and, no, you don't. and the, secondly, the uh, toughest no, guy to defend. No, that's oh that's where I learned to drink is uh, family friendly bars. You know, <laughs> the, the kids' menu is a three ounce Bud Light, and uh, when you were twenty one, no, when I was like seven. That's you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, it's not real. I was just joking. It was I was eight. eight. No, I was eight. eight. I was nine and a half, easy. Oh my goodness! I was almost double digits. <laughs> so you 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 went to Eastland. Where where'd you? Where was your bar of choice when you were uh, you were down there? Um, I guess my, my shout out would be to uh, PTs. PTs, okay. Um, they on Monday nights used to have three dollar pitchers, four dollar premium pitchers. So it was a three dollar Bud Light or four dollar two hearted Guinness 
Dead guy, Oberon. I, I remember going there. Yeah, and I was like, four dollar dead guy. I, I, I always did. I always did four hour, four dollar uh, Guinness. It's, ama- it's amazing. It's. They, I mean, there's no way they're making money on that. No, no, they're they're making they're making money on everything else that they sell yeah. and getting people back on days that aren't Monday. Right. That's, so, yeah. that's the whole point of the bar is you sell for karaoke and then mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? Let's go on Saturday night for right. whatever. So, yeah, right. PTs is probably was probably my my favorite. Burger, burger, <laughs> secondary goes to Burgerama at the Rift. Burgerama, they they just opened up a brand new uh, a burger bar, uh, not bar, but burger joint uh, behind the Jersey Mike's. I'm trying to think of the name of it off the top of my head. Um, Campus Burger. So there. it's a uh, it's uh, some somebody on another show always call these calls these types of burgers gut bombs. Okay, greasy as all <laughs> yes. hell. Yeah. their their biggest time is like from one to three a.m. is when yeah. they're like swamped with people. Because sure. everyone's, you know, sobering up for the night. Yeah, yeah, they've been drinking three ounce Bud Lights from the kids' menu, and uh, <laughs> they need a burger. That's just too funny. Rob, let's do one more before we take a break. All right, one quick one, uh, courtesy of NASCAR. Apparently, they are um, well, not they, but uh, one of their locations is getting into the craft beer business uh, as far as selling it in terms of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, a couple weeks and. Couple weekends ago, uh, when they had a race, uh, there was a their own licensed craft beer that was featured in the stands from. Um, I guess I'm going to hopefully say this right. Carabas Brewing Company. Cabarus. Cabarus, whatever. I don't know. I just made uh, that up. All right, that's fine. It's called uh, their their 600 ale. Um, you know, among other food options, you know, they were going to have. Uh, or, or let me start it over. It's like among other food options, leaders in uh, NASCAR. Uh, have been working to make racetracks into more attractive hangouts for casual and hardcore fans alike. Uh, and they're the track's food partner, uh, Levi Restaurants, launching the new food options this year, uh, created a shock top beer-infused bratwurst, which is not craft. Uh, and Thank you. Because <laughs> that matters. It does. That does matter. It uh, and uh, Atlanta Br- Bakery Delights by Dawn created an alcohol-infused cupcakes that will that would also be for sale. Uh, one of I guess one of the things I always think of is that in the world of NASCAR, you know, Budweiser is king basically, uh, and we see it all the time where you know Bud Coors, Rolling Rock, you know, those are the people who are in the stands. You know, does craft beer have a chance? You know, you know, basically have a seat at, seat at the table when it comes to you know, NASCAR racing. Did we talk about LCA when we were on here, when they announced the Budweiser deal? I don't think so. So um, I'm going to kind of uh, – we're, we're definitely going to go over a little bit, but I have to like – I have to bring this up because a lot of people got so upset in regards to LCA because, again, Michigan's got so many good breweries out there. Founders, Bells, um, Atwater, you know, New Holland, uh, Brown Iron Brew House, North Center Brewing in Northville, Michigan. There it is. Hey, North uh, <laughs> North Center Road, just south the baseline. Go check it out. Say hi to Kevin and the gang, uh, which has a full full food menu now. Ooh, they have full, full food service. Yes, but only at a specific time. Yeah, but they still have it. They have it though. Thank you. So <laughs> I don't know. That pizza next door is really good though, and they have the cigar bar across the street. So I, I remember drinking a few and then walking to the cigar bar and having a nice cigar. Nice. Sounds really good tonight. Anyways, yeah. so LCA uh, Little Caesars Arena signed a contractual a contractual deal with Budweiser. To make the Budweiser tent, the Goose Island tap room, and the Bud Light beer garden, I think is the name of the three. Oxymoron. Bud Light beer garden? 
<laughs> why, why, why is it an oxymoron? The Bud Light Hydration House. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I might as well just strap a camel back on my back and just say, fill it up. <laughs> I mean, I'm in for that. And as long, <laughs> as, long as, as long as Rave has a tent inside LCA, I'll be fine. Because I went, and I don't think you you might have heard about it. I think these two know. I was drinking for eleven dollars twenty two ounce pours of Unibrews Le Fundament. I heard. Oh man, I got hammered watching wrestling, <laughs> and, and we were up at the top of JLA, and I've I've got size fourteen feet, so going up those steps at JLA. Scared for my life, especially going down right. in my inebriation. Uh, yeah, but again, like in in regards to like, there are a place and time, but you're not going to get the money to put up for this type of thing. You you know who might get can get the money? Oscar Blues Holding, because I think there, there's a hedge fund behind Oscar Blues Holding, right? Dogfish Head, which has a hedge fund that donates into Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know these these breweries, Founders, which has San Miguel money, the brewery now. The out of, out of California, yeah, that they're buying the hedge fund. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, you have all of these breweries, and they don't have the money. They don't. You can't. You can't bitch at Budweiser for putting their money down because you know damn well Bell's can't afford that. You know, founders can't afford that, and it's not necessarily even affording as much as what's their ROI on it. Right. Because right. founders needs an ROI. Budweiser yeah. doesn't. No. Budweiser's making their money no matter what they do, but they're going to put their name on it because they can. Yeah. And even though they choose Ghost Island, like if there was a Michigan brewery owned by ABI, we'd all be embracing it. If it was the Goose, you know, if it was the, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the New Holland. That's that's the Paps one, right? Yeah, New Holland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if Paps bought it and then they put New Holland's name on it, you know, everybody would be like, oh, great, New Holland, woo! But just because it's Budweiser, it gets shit on. So you bring it back to NASCAR, and. Every you know, first of all, the people who watch NASCAR, their drink of choice is not craft beer, and trying to bring people in. Sure, you can bring the craft beer, you can bring the infused cocktails, you can bring all this stuff. Because if you've ever seen live racing before, it's awesome, like the how fast it goes and how crazy it is. And you think it's boring because you're waiting for this line of like you know line of left turn, left turn, left turn, left turn. Right. It's it's still very entertaining to watch. And I think once you watch it once, like we got the Grand Prix going on this weekend, yeah. and and that's bringing a huge point to where it's still going on, and it's pissing off all the, um, what's a good word for those ki- hipster douchebags, <laughs> in uh, in it, Detroit. It didn't are, feel like you had to search that hard. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I felt like I you had, had it on deck. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I wrote this speech three weeks ago. No. Um, <laughs> You have all those those they're they're complaining. I'm like, first of all, only half the islands closed. It's only for like two weeks because you got the prep and the teardown. Yeah, but you have it for the rest of the time. Just let all these the eyes come on to Detroit. Bring more people. Bring people into the city. Now, when you go watch whatever Formula One channel that's going to promote it, they can be like, oh, yeah, we did this in Detroit. We did this in Detroit. We talked about this in Detroit. We stayed at this hotel. Why are you trying to, like, hone in on a city you want to be rebuilt? You know, you can't you can't just be like, no, this is mine and I don't want anybody else. I lived in Detroit before anyone else knew about it. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's... I lived in it before. It was cool. Yeah, I'm 23. That's, <laughs> that's the thing, though, is, is that everybody wants to own that and you can't. You can't if you want a rebuilt city. Look at Pittsburgh right now. Oh, good you lord. Know, the, if you I looked mean, at Pittsburgh 20 years ago and how smog-filled piece of shit town that was, <laughs> and no offense to Pittsburgh, but everyone in the city is going to agree with that statement, and you look at it now, it's two completely different cities. Definitely. 
and and how they rebuilt. That's what Detroit should strive to be. As I spit a little, <laughs> Detroit should strive to be what Pittsburgh is now. It should strive to embrace businesses coming in. You know, we 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 talk about all these businesses like Anheuser Busch. And you know, oh, they're they're bringing out the small guy. Yet we celebrate Nike and Moose Jaw coming into downtown, or oh. Shinola, or all these other companies. Right? You know, you can't. You can hold on to your Detroit favorites, your Fago, your Better Made, your Detroit beers, your Atwater, uh, Motor City Brewworks, Traffic Jam and Snug. But sooner or later. It ain't going to be the little guys that are bringing in the people. It's the big guys. Right. And that's why the big guys go to LCA and donate the money mm-hmm. and put the money up. And therefore, now you have a beautiful stadium that's the, almost done. The pizza arena. The pizza, the pizza, pizza arena. Pizza, pizza. Hockey, I think hockey, it's called hockey, hockey. Hockey, hockey. Yeah. hockey, hockey. <laughs> so, again, the, you know, LCA is not dumb. The Illich family isn't dumb. They're going to put craft beer in there. They're going to sell it for the same, if not more, than they did at Joe Lewis. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make money hand over fist because they know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And if that means they have to take money from Budweiser to sponsor the Budweiser Beer Garden, that's great. That doesn't mean that the Rave Tent's not going to be there anymore. I'm assuming it's Rave because I'm assuming that they're going to keep their contract with Rave. Well, right. so I, I don't, oh. I'm not, uh, I don't distribute through Rave, so I'm not sure what the Rave contract is. But I've seen a lot of whispers saying that they're trying to block out other distributors. Hmm. Rave is or LCA? So uh, down there, it's Great Lakes Beverage that sells Bud. Okay. So I've heard that – and again, I don't, I don't know, but I've heard whispers of they're going with Great Lakes Beverage with Budweiser and Goose Island. Nobody knows until the first thing then, goes happens. Yeah, and then it's they're, – they're trying to push out other distributors. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, again, you have the Illich family, which has their deals with Comerica too. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, probably one for the uh, the other. Excuse me. If they try to do something for LCA, they're going to try to do it for Comerica. And I don't think a lot of people at Comerica, especially because Comerica's got a lot of craft beer there, crafty and craft. So, it, again, it'll be interesting. Got a little high horsey, but whatever. That's my show. I could do whatever the hell I want sometimes. Um, so in regards to NASCAR, again, if you've never seen NASCAR live or auto racing live, Go check out the Grand Prix this weekend. Go check out auto racing itself. It's a, a lot of fun. And then, you know, if if you see if you show up wanting to drink craft beer, they're gonna put craft beer there. Damn right. That's 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 stupid if you don't think they will, because they could charge you so much more for craft beer than they can for Budweiser and make so much more money. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back with the Better on Draft podcast, episode 86, uh, running around as we are trying to figure out what was given to us. Well, at least it's it's not a born on date on the bottom. That is a drink by date because it says August 7th, 17 for me. Um. So Matt Bush isn't here. Uh, do they all say the same? We have different beers. I don't know. Mine says August 7th. We might all have the same beers. Mine, mine has a, a code. A code? Let me let me see. So well, I mean, I know like Matt Matt work, Matt but... left a bunch of stuff really without instructions, and he said he's going to be listening. Um, so nonetheless, this is just I guess going to be. It's well, still going to be five questions. I, so, I guess. Yeah. Do you have the answers? Because I I noticed the questions were there, but the, the questions are there, but the answers are not. So I'm I'm not sure if he assumes that um, that. You know, we're just going to, you know, ask the questions for ourselves and then just find out later. He's just going (laughs) to throw it. The test will be graded and returned to you next week. Right. He's just going to throw it up there on, you know, on our on our chat windows about what the answers are. 
Um, but, you know, I guess naturally we're going to start with five questions without. Without Matt Bush. Which means we don't get the music. No, you don't get lazy. the music. All right. So apparently, basically, I, I don't know if there is much of a theme with his questions, but his, his first two questions seem to be um, Great Lakes themed. Oh, boy. So uh, question number one, within this Great Lake lives a triangle. A weird phenomena similar to that of the famous Bermuda Triangle. Uh, which lake would he be referring to? So a, tri- a triangle, the Bermuda Triangle is three countries or three islands, isn't it? Isn't that what constitutes it as the Bermuda Triangle is I, like a triangle of three islands? I believe so, something like that. So obviously I'm, I'm going to guess it's – so Lake Superior is the one in the north, which is – I'm going to guess – like Lake Michigan, just because I think up by like Beaver Island and uh, all those other places, but we don't have an answer. <laughs> that's the thing is, well, is that, 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 that that's what superior. Google's for. I think it's superior. Just you think it's where superior? Are gonna go I think it's superior. Two superior, one Michigan. Uh, the correct answer for that would be Lake Michigan. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Does it say what the islands are? Because I'm kind of curious if it's. Um. It well, it does not on the sheet, and you know Google is being very slow, so I'm I'm not sure exactly. Oh, well, I win. But basically, the Bermuda Triangle of the Great Lakes is in Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. That um, makes the most sense though, because there's so many islands up by like the Traverse City, uh, Sheboygan. I just figured it was where most ships went down. I I just think. Ships went down. I mean, where did, where did Gordon Light? I mean, Gordon Light. Gordon, the Edmund Fitzgerald Lake go Superior. down. Lake, Lake Superior. Superior. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Where did Gordon Lightfoot? Where did Gordon Lightfoot crash? Lightfoot is so Where did he alive. sink? And he's he real sink? surly. We uh, we invited him to our 25th anniversary party. We're like, hey, Gordy, you should come down. He's hey, like, yeah. He's Gordy. like, yeah. I'm definitely not going to do that ever. And we're like, okay. Well. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Sorry. At least he was honest. About like, sorry, wow. sorry, Gordon. So maybe maybe we'll get him for next year. For maybe days. maybe we'll change the the name of the, uh, <laughs> the 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 thing though. The Titanic Porter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Uh, similar to, uh, similar to the mythology of the Scottish Loch Ness. Well, I got this. Lake Uh-oh. Erie has a water based beast with what name? Oh, what's his name? What's his, isn't there a beard? There's a beard that comes out, <laughs> it comes out it, in like two weeks. It, it apparently it is related to some sort of uh, algae uh, phenomena that happens oh. in Lake Erie around August. A bit of a blue-green algae that appears. I, I don't. No, I don't. No, I thought it is was. It, well, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess it's something like, what, what's, what's the Loch Ness Monster's? I think they call like it Nessie. Nessie, yeah. I thought, I thought ours was Bessie. B- Bessie? Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, sure what I know. I'm the, Mich- sure, I'm the Michigan we'll, rep. What we'll, do I know? We'll go with Bessie. <laughs> Anything, Angela? Jeez. <laughs> no. She's just like, I need more beer. I'm going to go with Slurm. Slurm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the wrong Great Lake, too. <laughs> uh, the correct answer, that beast would be known as Bessie. There you yeah. go. Hey. Okay. Yeah. I got one. I got one. I'm not a total embarrassment. All right. I don't know why he has five questions when, you know, the third question is supposed to be the beer. So I guess we need to crack these things open and, you know, I guess attempt to figure it out. Apparently on on the package that he left behind the building 
a la ransom package, you know, for, for somebody to find behind it. There is a picture of um, the Jig- dude from Saw. Not Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Um, yeah, it is Jigsaw. No, that's not Jigsaw. Jigsaw is the uh, the actual man. That's somebody else. Oh, well, Isn't that something else? I, I don't know. I've, I've never seen any of the Saw movies. It just basically looks like some dude with a Wayne Newton wig on his head. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but basically, it is a picture of what you know I consider Jigsaw with the words "for loco alert." Uh, so mine's blue. So <laughs> I um, wonder if you have the for loco. So this being you know segment three and question three, let's crack these things open. I love how you're and, gonna pour it just to make sure you don't. have Oh, I'm pouring it to make sure this shit ain't blue. And you know, it mine is is very. Um, Mine's clear. <laughs> yeah, mine mine is 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 very you know, yellow beer me. right now. So tell us your tasty notes of the four oh, loco. I mean, you as going as for your, around. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a, a isn't would it be considered like a alternative? No, this is gross. I'm <laughs> alternative. <laughs> Yeah, Malternative. That's oh, the official smells, name for like not your father's and not your mother's. It smells weirdly pepperminty, <laughs> but also like windshield wiper fluid. Peppermint nice. windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> <laughs> um, also to note to Matt, since he is listening live, um, there were four cans, uh, all of them wrapped in blue painter's tape, except for one can that has blue painter's tape. And the black yeah the, the the top half of it is of one can is wrapped with black electrical tape, which is the one that I have, which you know I don't know if that's gonna you know bring about any points of disappointment to Matt, but that is the one that I have. So and I think the three of us have the same beer, and I think you have a. It's is not a beer. The windshield wiper <laughs> fluid peppermint. It's not good. Although to be fair, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I mean, I don't like it, but it's not. So I, I, I would assume then, you know, with the, with the four loco alert, that that must be. Is it like you know, an OG like, four loco? No, it might be just like. No, I still it's need a, to. I still need to pick that up for Rob. It's a sixty ounce can. The OGs were twenty fours. Good lord, it's just I can see just the edge of that can. Yeah. Just seeing nothing but just you know Smurf. It's gr- <laughs> yeah. It's... No, I'm gonna have a good day. Yeah, well, better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> the, sh- the show just ruined my uh, night. <laughs> to be honest, I think as as I'm I'm trying to get a peek and I still haven't gotten to it, but I I, I think mean, it's I guess it's this pretty much. I mean, obviously we someone needs to know what this is. Yeah, we can't ask questions. This. We can't ask questions. So I'm I'm going to take the electrical tape because I'm I'm assuming the can with the electrical tape is you know the teacher's answer key. So. <laughs> <laughs> Or you're so, at least the kid that's stealing the teacher's answer key. Damn right! Isn't that a har- Isn't that a TV show or a movie like Harvard or something like that where they try to steal the answer key? Steal, and it'd be a, stealing, oh, stealing Harvard? Stealing Harvard? Uh, no, no, no. It's not that. So like, <laughs> or uh, cheaters or something like that. So like, the entire movie premise is them stealing the answer key at night, and then they finally get it, and they're trying to study. By remembering the answers, and then they're like, "Screw it, I'm just going to take the goddamn test." And that was the end of the movie. And I'm like, "All right, uh, good movie. That is good. That was that was back when like in the, in the late '90s, like teenage movies were the thing. Oh hell yeah! Like think about like all the movies involving high school students at that time. And now you don't you don't see that too much. Well, they're not good. No. no. The teenage movie, like the high school movies, she, like she's all that. Oh, the goodness. faculty. The faculty. The faculty was a good movie. I feel like I just brought up the faculty recently because I was talking about fire extinguishers <laughs> as a weapon. I don't know what my day was like. What but... about what about teaching Mrs. Tingle? Ooh, Ooh forgot about that one. Where they kidnap with, the teacher yeah. with Dame um, 
Hell, Hell Marin. That was Hell Marin. Hell Marin, yes. We're going to say Judy Dench. I know, I was. I was going to say Judy Dench. I'm like, no, that's not Judy It's Dench. the only dame I know. Right, exactly. Um, well, I, I guess we, we pretty much are starting to just tear this shit off to figure out what the hell this stuff is. Yeah, I can and tell what it was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just nothing but nasty. It's, it's MGD. Nothing well, I, I saw the gold top and I was like, it's, it's High Life or MGD. Yeah. Well, well I don't I, think High Life comes in cans, does it? Yeah. Does it really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my roommates were drinking it before I left. But they were only 12 ounces, not 16. So, well, I guess, yeah, you should take off the, the tape well, on I, that and, and let's, let's figure out should what... Should I guess what flavor it is? Or yeah, like, let's, oh, let's, let's, is... Let's, let's figure out what, um, you know, your alcoholic sharkleberry fin you have over I there. I wish you guys had a camera for this because this is a wild color. I mean, this is... That is, that is blue. Oh, like it's it's not a Lord. little bit it's not a little bit blue it's that's it's, that's it's, like turn your tongue it's blue. more it's, it's, it's more even, blue than like, the, <laughs> than the painter's tape on the other side about <laughs> that that basically looks like what your tongue would look like after eating those American pops yeah because Lord that is nasty is this, is this show family friendly I've got jokes <laughs> we're twenty one and up so okay. this I'm gonna look like I just blew a Smurf here like it's just not <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> It's oh. not. There we go. It's, there we is, go. This, so let's let's see if we. Well, it's called blue. It's called blue mofo. Blue mofo. <laughs> That's on the top of the can. You know what that kind of looks like? It reminds me of um, the the Fago blue moon mist. Yeah. Oh, oh that's su- that's such a good soda. I too. know. Oh, look at Ooh. this! How lucky are you to get that? One? Look at this like <laughs> snazzy. That's, uh, Rob was the one that distributed it, lady. so he probably. I mean, knew I it. had no clue. No, they were wrapped. I mean, yeah, they were completely wrapped, and you know, I didn't even notice the one that had the electrical tape until I passed those three cans out. So, oh yeah, that that oh, sure as hell says geez, Four Loco on yeah. it. Oh, it's sorry, guys. It's Blue Mofo Bartender Series. Bartender <laughs> Series. Oh, that's, that's this, the, this is the upgraded, the upgraded fancy line. I mean, pretty much with like some sort of design on it that looks like it should be on a Miles Davis album cover, it's, and, except it's giving a middle finger. It's like up, half Miles down, Davis and half like. Uh, can, can you pour a little into a glass for me? Oh, Jesus. Oof. Oh, good lord. What's the ABV? Ten. <laughs> I was gonna Enough. say yeah, it's, it's, th- those those are pretty j- just just a little like yeah, to just, the yeah, to the shot line. You guys, you guys want some of this? No. So Rob, yeah. How much Eric, would it cost <laughs> for you to drink this glass Ugh. of Four Loco? What you offering? I'll give you a fiver for it. <laughs> well, I already drank that much. Do I get? Five? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I've been I'll sipping on this. Well. <laughs> That's the thing uh, is, is that you're ready to do it, and he's thinking about it. Uh, no, no, five is five's not going to cut it. What if I drink it with you for five dollars? <sighs> I still pay you five dollars, and I have to drink tape. it too. It matches the tape. No, it's brighter than the tape, for sure. Because you'll you'll drink quote unquote infected beers anyway, because you don't you don't drain pour anything. I don't so. drain pour a exactly. Single. So something like that to drain pour. I mean, oof. I'll give you ten. You know what? Just bring the damn thing over here. I'll, I'll just... There you go. Just bring it over. The... Let's let's pass this over to Mister yeah. Mister Rob. God, this stuff is disgusting. I, but I this is the blue it. one. You've never had it before. So Are I, you kidding? I was damn. looking for the flavor, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be raspberry." It's just blue. <laughs> it's just blue. It's just, <laughs> just blue. It's, it literally says "blue mofo bartender series." There, <laughs> there's no there's no flavor profile. Nope, it, doesn't say it doesn't say what berries fruits. or nope. I mean, it's it's alcoholic blue drink. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. Blue drank. Drink, yeah. Drink. No, yeah, it's like, oh, what do you got? I mean, uh, oh. Cola, Sunny D, Purple Drink. Right. Purple like, stuff. I want that purple stuff. Yeah, no, it's blue. I mean, that's probably drank. It's Blue Mofo. And it's blue, 10%. Blue Mofo. 
Ugh. Four loco blue <laughs> mofo. Definitely right, high. I thought right. my day was gonna go. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, yeah. Let me get that. All right. Oh, good lord. You suck, Matt. It's it's not that bad. It tastes like a. Oh, it's four loco. I mean, if if you've listened to me drinking four loco, I will tell you that this this shit is the end of the earth. But it's it's dumbed <laughs> down four loco. It's not full on four loco. So it's got. D- have you guys noticed that there's a middle finger on the can? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Upside. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. <laughs> It says the finger says it all. Blue Mofo is not a drink for the timid or shy. No reservations, no maybes. I, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, the description from foloforloco.com. I'm I'm usually a pretty timid person. Do you guys have so more of these? I'm gonna take these. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 all. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, you need to uh, send the message as to where you got this so that uh, Adam can take a couple. I need of to pick these some up. Home. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna write the brewery an email like we need to make. So it. so <laughs> let's 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 make a guess what. Is the rating on Untapped for Blue Mofo? Um, people are a little crazy, so I'm gonna say it's probably. I don't know, let, me, let me. I'm gonna go like full Ed McMahon on this and give it two and three quarter stars. I was, say, That's I, what I, I was, I was gonna give it like a two five, <laughs> two eighty four. Two eighty four. Oh. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you people? All right, all right. I don't we, trust Untapped at all. Yeah, here here goes like point. Two five, just one quarter star. Because you know, I yeah. I, all right, watch. He likes it. It's not the worst drink, I've ever drink, had. Drink, drink. It's also like you just drink like an ounce and a half. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's that's like that's like if you're drinking like well whiskey face. That's the well whiskey. No, it's face. not that bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Well, I, I can't say too much because that's the, probably the looks that I give when I drink triple IPAs. Although, I were mean, you the one that brought the uh, the four thousand pound gorilla or whatever that was from eight hundred uh, pound Ascension? gorilla? Eight hundred pound gorilla. We had someone that brought it and I drank it and it was delicious. It seriously, it is like it is like Kool Aid's Sharkleberry Finn, except somebody put three cups of sugar too much in there. Yeah, it's way too sweet. It, it's way, way too sweet, and that—that's what it's like, it's like. The Wolf Pack, too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Good Lord! Yikes. I mean, I would rather—I'd rather drink a sour. I'd, I'd rather drink a sour than not, that. Do, do you not like sour? No. There, there's there's some. That? There's some. I mean, Perrin has one. They have their cherry sour. That's really good. Uh, Odd sides, electric pineapple. Which uh, when we had Josh on, that was that was one of the first sours I actually liked. So there, there's a few that are out there. Just as long as it's just mild on it, I, I'm good. But you know, you go full Goza, I'm like no, no. Go- I- Gozas aren't even that sour. <sighs> I don't know what they they are for me. Don't look at me. Once you Goza black, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest name from Ascension. I remember just walking up to that stand, and I flat out told him, I said, I'm gonna tell you right up front, I fucking hate sours. But you're going to call something once you go to black, I got to have it. So anyway. I, I, I'd like to plug one of my new favorite breweries, if I could, in Ann Arbor. There's a new brewery called Holmes. You still oh, have to Nick. check them out. Nick's yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's awesome. Holmes is great. Yeah, tell um, him to answer my emails. I, I'll, 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 I'll let him know. So. Holmes, we want you on. Yeah, Holmes, get in here. Uh, but they have a, a beer called Goza Pun. We have Goza from Pun. Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio. Right. Great Lakes yeah. Brewing, and you can't come on. But, come uh, on. No, you're county over. Go, Goza Pun <laughs> is one of my favorite beer names. Goza Pun. <laughs> There's like, yeah, we're done with it. <laughs> it's Goza Pun. All right. Goza Pun. Uh, question number four, we'll, we'll call it, even though it's three on here. Uh, this bargain supermarket chain has recently launched its own brand of beer, 
with such varieties as Boot Tread Belgian Amber, Wild Range IPA, and Wicked Grove Hard Cider. Sounds Can like I the names the of the Walmart. Ding in. <laughs> Do you have the answer? <laughs> he took the bell away. There you go. She has the bell. There we go. Um, I'll take one for Walmart. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like all the Walmart ones, yeah. but that's not new. That's been a while. Well, they also got in trouble for it. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. how long it's been out. Is that they got in trouble for it? So we're all going for Walmart. Yes, Target. Your correct answer. <laughs> you can't buzz in and change your answer. The Can correct, you answer in the form of a question? The correct answer, because you know a bargain supermarket chain typically. Walmart would be not would not be known as a bargain supermarket chain. Really? Your correct, what is it known Your as? correct answer is it, is it the dollar store? <laughs> I believe your correct answer would be Aldi. Aldi. Oh. Oh, I didn't even know they sold beer. I thought that was an organic place. Oh hell no. No, they're bargain as hell. Well oh, oh, they're I bargain don't... as hell. I didn't know they even sold booze. <laughs> Apparently they do now. I know the dollar store sells booze. <laughs> the uh, the worst For beer I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. I bought it at a seven eleven. And it was two sixty nine a six pack, and I was like, "Oh, I have to know what that is." That, is like. it game day? <laughs> no, it's not. It's worse than game day. It's called Clear Creek Ice. I don't. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I remember. I, I remember buying. Uh, go on. Oh, I was gonna say I was just disappointed in Trader Joe's. I thought that was the worst beer. The I've name ever tag. Had. No, the the beer they had like they had like a three or four dollar six pack. Well, they have name tag lager, which is, oh, is I not great. I will but never buy beer from Cle- them again. Clear Creek Ice is Clear the worst Creek. beer. I think we're gonna have to try to find that. Yeah, yeah no. it was it was like two six nine or two seventy nine a six pack. And I was like, well, I, I have to know. And I brought it to a friend's house. We each had like three sips. One we're like, well, that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I had, I, did, did you ever try Rowdy the root beer? Yeah, Rowdy's pretty bad. Oh yeah, my Rowdy god, is bad. I, that's oh. I actually. Started like they've been in my fridge for almost a year, and I started cracking them open and drain pouring them just because nobody was drinking them. I couldn't get rid of them. The best was that got sold, you know, as the root beer craze was happening, and they're like, "Oh, we got one!" So everyone bought it, and then it got <laughs> it was discounted. So bad. They were selling it for like a dollar a case. Six, yeah, dollar a six and pack. Then people, and then people were trying to mark it up, like, "Yeah, hey, it's nine ninety nine. And everyone's like, "No, we're not. No, no we're not." I, I had one can of it, and then after that can, I took it to work, and I said, "Dude, man, you got to try this new this this new root beer. I, I got another. I got another six pack at home. Seriously, you got You just got to have I, I it. Think, I just gave it to him. I think I left like two cans in the studio. <laughs> just throw it away." It's gross. <laughs> All right, question number five, last one. We'll just get this one over with. This New York City is home to the crunch of the AHL and Jim Beheim's orange. Who's Jim Beheim? I don't know any of those words you just said. Well, the AHL is the American well, Hockey League, so the crunch is obviously the. Interesting. Yeah, the crunch. AHL crunch. Yes. Like the candy bar. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm sure when they put people up against the boards, that's pretty much the sound that it's supposed to make, as opposed to you know being Cronwald. Cronwald, <laughs> you wait on the board. <laughs> so it's got to be it's got to be a smaller city. It's not a bigger city. So it's not Buffalo. It's not uh, NYC. Not Albany. Yeah, Buffalo's not that far away. Um, what else is? I'm, I'm trying to think of college towns. Well, hence the Jim Beheim's Orange. Oh, the Q's. <laughs> it's Syracuse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now I know what it is, and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what it is. It's Syracuse. Game over. Thank well, you, Syracuse, Owen. New York. That's what it is. Um, so, Great Lakes Brewing, where can they find you? They can find you on Twitter. I think you guys have one for like each of your areas, too, don't you? I've seen like GLBC Chicago. Yeah, and... those don't really get updated. I'd, I'd rather 
Just just follow the main one. GLBC better. Cleveland or CLE? Which one is it? How is it? I think it's just GLBC. GLBC, okay. Um, find you on Facebook. Uh, anything coming up uh, in the near future around the Detroit area? Um, nothing super huge. Lake Erie Monster is, uh, is one of our favorite seasonals. That'll be out next week. Like two weeks. Uh, Mid-June, mid um, which we're super excited about. And uh, Cans. Yeah, Cam, that was uh, that that Lightkeeper Blonde is delicious. Yeah, it's it's really nice. I looked for another one in there. You didn't have it. Oh, did I, I must have given it out. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. <laughs> like, I want another one. Um, that happens. So uh, that's going to do it. Uh, we got about two minutes left. I do want to talk about uh, a few quick things. One, we are giving away two tickets to the Ypsilanti Summer Beer Festival. Head on over to Facebook.com. If you like the photo, which is the pinned post, and you share it, you are entered in to win a pair of VIP tickets to either Friday or Saturday. That is enthusiast entry, so one hour early. Yep. If we get over 500 likes on that photo, I'm just going to buy another pair and give it away too. <laughs> so uh, definitely like, share, tell your friends. You know, one of the things I tell people is that just because your friend wins doesn't mean they can't give you the tickets. So get people you like to sign up. Get people you like to like the photo and share it. You don't even it's, have to be in the state. You don't have to be in the state. Yeah, we had we had someone win a, uh, a ticket proxy. They were like in, Pennsylvania yeah, or something in, like they're that? in Philadelphia, yeah. and they, they gave it away. And I'm like, well, you're a really nice friend. Yeah. So send it to everybody. Uh, don't forget, we are doing a $2,000 scholarship over at Schoolcraft. Sign up for the brewery and distilling program, and you can enter yourself to win one of the three scholarships, 1250 500 and 250 uh, that's going to be great. Thanks again to Rich Weinkoff for matching the entire brewery uh, donations that we did. Uh, our sponsors, Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, Brown Iron Brew House, Washington Township, North Center Brewing in Northville, Michigan. And one thing that I do need to ask all of you guys, if you like the show, even if you don't like the show, even if you think it's the third best podcast after a whittling podcast and some <laughs> other podcast, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, it helps us get our uh, promotions out, and it allows us to give away more beer. I mean, we gave away two kegs this month, or last month, I last should month. say. Uh, we've given away tickets to a bunch of events, so your liking us, your sharing us allows you to win more prizes. Thank you again, Great Lakes Brewery and Adam, for coming on out. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Better on draft. Have a good night. See you.